cold open. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 217, and what a week it has been. Uh, tons of ups and downs. Well, not tons of ups and downs. Tons of ups. A few not ups. too many downs. A few downs, though, but... Uh, I'm your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm joined also here by David. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, DaveTheRave underscore M-O. How are you doing on this happy uh, Passover, before I say that, I guess? Happy Passover. I am doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Thanks for... uh, Staying I, just awesome. Yeah, I took took half of it. Took half of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's late. I'm tired, but we're recording. So you need to get up and start doing jumping jacks. Yeah, you gotta get into it. Yeah, one, two, three, seventeen, two that seventeen. Works. Yeah, but uh, I guess yeah. Let's uh, kick it off with some fan questions and comments. All right. Take it away. Uh, first one is from Ryan. When is Brandon going to? Uh, when is Brandon going with the new Sheamus look? And uh, this is from uh, Ryan Davis. Uh, I don't think I could. I don't think I could pull that off, fella. You don't think? I don't think so. I, I tried to um, when I when I cut my hair last time. I, I kind of wanted. You know how Matt Hardy and RVD do their hair. Uh-huh. I kind of wanted to do that, and the hairdresser was like, "Yeah, there's no way your hair is gonna be like good for that." I guess because mine's like really, really curly. Uh huh. So give it a shot. Yeah, could, right. Yeah. I'll end up looking like DDP in the WCW where he had like the giant poof. That's funny. Well, with Ryan, you guys could go follow him at Hellmaker Pod and uh, go check him out and us, and alongside plenty of others over at the United Podcast at United Podcast. Up next, we have Eric. It's Montreal, bro- Montreal Broski. Sorry, sorry. Yeesh. Hey guys, the number one mark here to answer some questions about Canada. Should I do it like that? <laughs> Is that a yeah, do it up. I think that's pretty accurate. First right? off, I never thought mentioning my age would turn into such an awesome conversation. That's is that that's got to be messed up, though, right? No, no, keep <laughs> on going. Got it. I yeah, think I right. think if I think uh, Montreal Broski uh, feels like he's listening to one of his best friends right now. <laughs> I'm sure he feels just right at home. Sick and people, yeah, but I think this is like Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan or whatever Saskatchewan. No, whatever you're you're not offended anybody, but keep it up. No, I'm not going to keep it up. Second, people never believe me when I tell them how old I am. I sometimes still get asked for ID when trying to buy beer because the legal drinking age in Canada is 18. Although it happens less now with my beard, without it, I look 12. That's kind of like me. Without it, apparently I look like a female, even though 
people still come up to me and say, excuse me, ma'am, with my giant, giant red beard. Well, there you go. Is that why you grew a beard, to look older? Or? Yeah, I grew to look older. I mean, why not? It's a neat, neat look. I kind of I have to cut my, uh, my hair, though, at some point. <laughs> Haven't gotten a haircut in like a, two months, I think, maybe a little bit over. Well, I've got you trumped. Yeah, well, how long is it going on for you? January 2011. Nice. When are you going to actually Which cut Which is it? actually as, as old as this podcast. Yeah, right? So when, are you, when are you going to get your next haircut? Um, I don't know. Maybe next year. Maybe two years. Are you going to d- donate your hair? Yeah, I, I did that last time. So, I'm definitely... I would see no point in not donating it if you're going to cut it. And it's that long enough where you could... Uh, Help help a person in need that needs it. Yeah, you, you, honestly, you might as well. It's a good deed, and it, yeah, I don't think there's really much else that you can say besides this being. It is a very good deed. Yeah, Eric goes on to say. He says, "Okay, to answer your questions, to be uh, to the best of my knowledge, there is no fountain of youth up here. I've put." some thought into this and I've come up with two factors that may explain the Canadian art of graceful aging. One, free healthcare. Two, it's fucking sorry, cold here like eight months out of the year. It's like we live in a freezer so basically for eight months of the year we're being preserved, leaving us with only four months to age per year. This kind of goes against everything. Okay, that's got to stop. What was that? That's got to stop. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't approve of that. Wait, of what? The accent? Yeah. That, I don't that, know why that was happening. You just randomly just went right into it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. This kind of goes against everything. No, this kind of goes against everything I just said about the weather, but today it's like 10 Celsius, which who knows what that means in Fahrenheit. I'm not a scientist. Not a cloud in the sky, no wind for this time of year. It's a gift. So I guess 10 Celsius is good. 10 Celsius, what is that? Like 50 degrees? 55 degrees, maybe? Uh, he goes, I hope I helped. If you have any more questions, send them my way. If I Yeah, it's 50. Is it 50? Yeah, 50. Because what is, it's got to be, it's 30, zero degrees Fahrenheit is... 32 Celsius? I no, think that's like, not right. 30? No, it's like it's like 25 inches around there. 25 so, inches? What do you mean? Yeah. Inches isn't... If, if you convert it. Inches isn't Celsius or Fahrenheit. No, no. Take my word. That's it's. You have to do a lot of conversions, but you get 25 inches, which you could convert to uh, roughly like 84 seconds. Right, about that. Because seconds is a universal thing, but... See, so you do know. Yeah, but uh, he said, if I don't know the answer, I'll just make one up. Kind of like David just now, but at MTL Broski. P.S. WrestleMania was awesome. Daniel Bryan won. I got my cash in. No Eva Marie and plenty of Renee Young. I I would say not enough Renee Young, and uh, I don't have a problem with Eva Marie. P.P.S. Raw was mostly good. Sheamus looks dumb, but I kind of like it. Like Lucha Dragon's debut, main event was lame. Uh, we're definitely going to be speaking about that in a moment or 17 minutes. Yeah, something like that. 
Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, next comment is from Jason. Boy, was I wrong about WrestleMania. I'm sure I'm not the only one who said that either. A lot of people have said it was the best WrestleMania, but I think that's a bit of a stretch. As always, there is some new 2K15 DLC, so I must know what Brandon thought. One last thing, I wanted to mention what uh, I wanted to mention was that it wait was that it has been about a year since Ultimate Ultimate Warrior passed away. Still hard to believe he's gone. Thanks, guys. Jason at Jay Linick. What was so difficult with that? One last thing I wanted to mention was that it has been about a year since Ultimate Warrior passed away. It's because you're still drunk, hard to believe he's gone. There you go. Much better. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on those DLCs? Well, the Path of the Warrior uh, downloadable content pack was the last one came out. Uh, I still think that 2K should give you some, give everyone some sort of make good DLC for how many glitches that this game was released with and kept getting released with for ex like, even with this pack when um well let me say that it comes out with the new warrior showcases eight matches uh comes with the new warrior which the new warrior has another new minitron the one in the game already has the one that warrior used when we saw him on monday night raw and wrestlemania and i guess mm -hmm. the hall of fame also but it uh, comes with a, the 80s-style Hulk Hogan, which is in the game as Hulk Hogan P.O.W. I don't know who thought that was going to be a good one, right? Huh. I mean, what okay. do we know P.O.W. to be? Prisoner of War. <laughs> like, did you guys not think that one through, or what? Uh, comes with Andre what is it supposed to stand for? It's Path of Warrior. <sighs> like uh, Mark Henry Damn. or Randy Orton comes with, is, in the last pack is Randy Orton H.O.P. for Hall of Pain. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, like yeah. On. I was trying to think like Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, prisoner of uh, war. How is this? Yeah, it's path that, of path of war. Yeah, what's that attire like? Yeah, but uh, it comes with Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, uh, Colonel Mustafa, who was Iron Sheik, uh, Honky Tonk Man, Rick Rude, Macho Man, Randy Savage, which is Macho King, ninety. Uh, 91 Undertaker, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a uh, bunch of managers, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, Paul Bear, Sherry. And my gripe with this is the fact that it says Sid Justice will be available for managerial spots. He's not. He's in the showcase mode as a special guest referee. However, no, nowhere in sight anywhere else in the game. Interesting. Uh, I also don't like the fact that with the playable arenas that it comes with, it's WrestleMania 6, 7, um, WrestleMania 12, and then SummerSlam 90, uh, 88, 1990, 91, which 91 is Madison Square Garden, even though it goes on to say and Madison Square Garden, which was also a 1991 house show where they had the body bag match with Undertaker and Warrior. Uh, it doesn't look anything like rest, uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, enough for me to say, yes, that's Madison Square Garden. That's, it is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a big... I'm falling off the video game scene. 
but I do love those entrances that they had. Some of them, like The Undertaker and that Rick Rude with him on the mic. Yeah, oh, and another gripe is that Rick Rude has two entrances in the game. The one that it's on when you download him is Rick Rude 2, which is the the fat slobs, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me while I take my robe off, basically. Which was yeah. phenomenal that they even added that as a voiceover and everything. Because when I go... I mean, WWE obviously has better clips of it than I could find anywhere else. But it's normally, like, really bad quality. But uh, the... Rick Rude entrance number one, when I go to click onto it, it my game freezes. Huh. So it's like all these things that get in, um, they have a new, a new camel clutch for Iron Sheik, Colonel Mustafa. When you go to do that, the game freezes. That stinks. And, and just before this, apparently with the pack before when it got released, when you went to do Hogan's leg drop, that froze. Like, I don't understand just... How, do they not test these things? That's such bogus. And it's like they they took so long to release this Warrior Pack, too. And I have a feeling that the only reason why why it took so long was they might have been trying to get the footage that they released. WWE released the whole um, the Warrior DVD. Not the DVD, though, but the documentary about like Hogan's telling stories, Daniel Bryan's, oh, Ultimate Warrior is my favorite wrestler. So uh, bits and pieces of that are actually included into this, where like they show the very last moment of Monday Night Raw and everything uh, that we saw of Ultimate Warrior. So, huh? Uh, I thought I, I thought it would have been cool if they added a uh, 2014 Ultimate Warrior where he had the short hair and the jeans or whatever, something nah. some custom weird attire. But it's cool. It's overall it's it's okay. It's not the coolest pack to me because I wasn't the biggest Warrior fan. I wasn't. Not even a fan of Warrior, I'll say that. And I'm okay. Because it's like the 80s, early 90s. I, I didn't just... I yeah, just didn't you, weren't watch that. you weren't watching that stuff back yeah. then. Yeah. I think it's cool that Honky Tonk Man is in it. Yeah. Um, I think it's... That 91 Undertaker's awesome. I just... I wish that in maybe even future games, they could do some sort of like managers where they get superstar threads done for them. Mm-hmm. Because you have Jimmy Hart. You have Hulk Hogan in the game also. Except Jimmy Hart's in Honky Tonk Year. Yeah. So I think it would have been cool if... This is This is pretty cool. I'm reading right now that Andre the Giant almost played for the Washington Redskins uh, for football. That's weird. Yeah, I guess they... The rumor has it that the Redskins had a $100,000 off, offer on the table for him. But there's no... Uh, record of him trying out or while 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 he was famous or um yeah i think so i think it was before he went to wrestling actually Uh oh but with the path of the warrior downloadable content i think that for the weight that they gave us for uh the pack i think it should have been more matches than it was it's only eight matches i think they could have came up with come up with a bunch of others. You could have had the Mega Maniacs. You could have had Bobby yeah, Heenan in there. They'll save that for next year. Then I don't even know so what they'll this do way, So this way they could get you guys to buy to keep on giving them more money. I, I honestly, I think I'm done. I, I This one took no. up. Yeah, because I'm not getting a PlayStation 4 anytime soon. 
I can't see you being done. I'm I'm not getting a PlayStation Four anytime soon. And if they treated, and I didn't like all the features that got taken out of the PS4 version of this game, and there was a ton taken out of the PS3 game also. But if uh, this game took up all my hard drive space, basically, I had to delete stuff off of it to to make room for it. And I'm not I'm not a fan of deleting things off my hard drive because I like to know that I can go on. And play games that I had from 2008 and be like, oh, look at this. So why don't you just uh, sell some of them back, like the older ones? What do you mean? Like sell some of these wrestling games back so this because way that, you can my, delete them. No, because I don't want to delete them. And and, uh, and I think turning the turnaround profit for me is not – that's not you – go, you go and sell a game for what, five bucks? I paid 70 bucks for it, 80 bucks for it. I'm not – yeah, I'm not that's gonna true. go and lose money like that, even though it's like years later. But it's still, yeah, screw no, you, that's true. screw you, GameStop, or screw you, anyone else. That's true. All right, so we had the big, uh, the main event, the big show. The even uh, even before we talk about WrestleMania, I just have to say, Bushwhackers killed it at the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, they had the Hall of Fame induction. Bushwhacker yeah. Butch, man, that's definitely. I don't know who that's the other four speeches are, but. That Bushwhacker speech has got to be in my top five favorite. Speeches. But that's exactly one of the reasons why, like, when I said that I'm happy that they're going in, that this goes back to where that was the kind of characters that they were. They were outgoing. They were outspoken. They were just over-the-top uh, comedy gimmick. How come we never did that? Like, right, Cousin David? Well, I don't know. You can't just say right? What was that? I don't know. Right, Cousin David? Right. Right, Better. Cousin Brandon. Cousin Brandon. Now, now you're going to try and lick me or no? No? Uh, no. <laughs> Boy, what up. is that? I'm good. I'm yeah. good on that. So the Hall of Fame, was, it was good? Yeah, it was, it was I okay, guess some yeah. people are getting, uh, Kevin Nash is getting some problems or Shawn Michaels or someone. Because they mentioning... They went over, yeah. I guess someone mentioned wrestler at the terms that they weren't allowed to be using. Yeah, but who cares? It's the Hall of Fame, and I guess Diesel or Kevin Nash. That that really really pissed me off. Even to that moment, they were still writing Diesel and Kevin Nash. Yeah, and, and I guess on the news sites, it was reported that Kevin Nash fought WWE really hard on that to be inducted as Nash and not Diesel because. He's still working and doing stuff in Hollywood, and it would give him cred to be uh, Kevin Nash, WWE Hall of Famer. All right. Makes so, which, sense. Yeah, that does absolutely make 100% sense. And he was saying that Diesel, it was one of the worst runs as champion of all time. So, <laughs> As long as he knows it, I mean. Yeah, even though WWE touts it completely differently. Yeah, well, they have to tout it how, I mean, they have to make money off of it still. Yeah. Especially if they want to sell DVDs or include that on the network or whatever, they're gonna hype it up as much as they can. Yeah, it was nice to uh, it was nice to hear Justin Roberts mentioned during Connor's uh, father's speech. Yeah, he went off about that too. Uh, yeah, Justin Roberts. He went off saying how they pretty much stole his, uh, I guess his kind of story. Yeah, his feel and they spun it. And yeah, and they spun, spun it into their like business uh, aspect of everything. Yeah, Which it, sucks. I it just agree. sucks. Like I even that. reading that though, with like the whole um, where it, it was his idea with the whole 
wasn't going to be Triple H when Triple H, when Connor pinned Triple H, it was going to be Biggie Langston, who yeah, was the, the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, but this goes with what I originally said, and you didn't really agree with me, but I, I feel like they, WWE really did kind of exploit this uh, to a point where they just recorded, they recorded, started recording everything and made it into... Uh, I didn't this not stuff, agree though. Like this is this is WWE and we're giving we're making this kind of a donation. We're doing this, we do this for this kid just to kind of like make pro wrestling look good in the face of the public. But I, I am I'm completely upon thing. I am completely fine with that, but I'll reiterate this from a few weeks ago is that what war what Justin Roberts even says it again here or not again but in what he wrote what Ultimate Warrior said was not what WWE did. And they took it, they took Warrior's words and spun it to make them look even better in the public eye. Yeah, WWE is a corporation and that's what they did. Justin Roberts says Ultimate Warrior's speech for guys behind the, behind the scenes would have been perfect for a guy like Mark Yeaton, who was the timekeeper who was fired. But then they they spun it their own way and was let's make it into every all the the warriors who who fight fight for things or whatever and which I am completely fine with that but I'm not but and, and then I also I see your point where how do they distinguish between this person that person this person yeah that's the, that's the one thing like people on Twitter were hating on me and I'm like yeah well I was I'm not insulting. Uh, Connor, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be in the like being uh, getting an award or anything like that, but I'm just saying, how do you? Um, I understand he that they had a big like they focused on him a lot, but why couldn't you focus on another kid that had uh, terminal cancer or? But I guess even, for, not, I mean, it doesn't have to be cancer; it could be any any form of whatever. But for but, whatever reason, it was Connor who everyone gravitated towards. Yeah, but I mean, even Justin Roberts says it. Stephanie McMahon always wanted to know updates about him and everything, and then they they started Connor's Cure and everything. But I think that the Connor's Cure was just to stay faced. I, I'm I'm being honest. Uh, maybe I think, that, I think that WWE did a lot of it just to look good. I really do believe that. I think that they're very uh, they have a business mindset and they're all about making money and they're a corporation where they want to stay good in the stock market and everything else. So of course to take something like this and spin it so this way you look like um, pretty much like you're doing uh, awesome, awesome deed, which they did do. But I feel like their motives may not have been pure. Right. I do question their motives. But like you said, I really – I my whole gripe with it is that how do you not – how do you explain to a kid that – Meets all these pro wrestlers, meets John Cena, that they're not gonna, that they can't do the same thing, get the same experience that Connor had. But maybe they can. We don't yeah, know what the future holds for the Warrior Award. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I still, I still think that it should be strictly for the uh, people that are overlooked, uh, underlooked, overlooked, right. no, overlooked. no, under, 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 overlooked. I don't know. Be somebody like Orton. I mean, I. I think that maybe you could have had it called the Warrior Award if you wanted to, but I it's just tough for me. I'm torn between it. I I like seeing people like that like people um being uh I don't know. Um having such a great experience with the WWE and all of that stuff. 
But I just hate picking and choosing between all of them. Yeah. So. But, yeah. So, WrestleMania took place. WrestleMania 31 from Santa Clara, California. Levi's Stadium. The brand new Levi's Stadium. Just recently opened. Um, it's a, a hard road getting there. For fans, wrestlers, everybody involved, it was a hard road. I mean, I even feel like for the WWE with the writers and creative, it was a hard road because with all of this stuff, the backlash with Roman Reigns and stuff, I I feel like it was a hard road. I thought you were talking about Ryder. I was like, a hard hard road? He didn't do anything. No, no, no. But yeah, I mean, WWE dug themselves into a huge, huge grave almost. It seemed with with uh, writing wise, yeah, and a lot of fans going into WrestleMania didn't feel like WrestleMania season, uh, didn't care about WrestleMania, but overall, I would say that this was a really good WrestleMania. It just I I, I can't pick out a match of the year candidate at all from this. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we've seen better matches but, on Raw, but there was not a bad match. There was not one bad match, and I think overall this was such a, a well-rounded WrestleMania. And um, it's unfortunate the night before we found out that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal will be moving to the pre-show. So we had the pre-show matches. Well, first, let's before we do that, who won? Who won the between you and me? Uh, I did. Oh, you did? I thought I did. No, yeah, you did. Oh, so what do you got to lie for? <laughs> Why you gotta be so mean? I'm yeah, not mean. You 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 beat me up pretty big time in these predictions. Big time. Yeah. Um. I think you only got three wrong. Really? Or four wrong? Yeah. Well, there were only nine matches, so. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You only got three wrong. Well, oh, the the, the pre-show the pre-show happened. We had the Fatal 4-Way for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro picked up the victory, defeating the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Biggie Langston, Los Matadores, and the Usos. Um, which Uso was it? Right off the bat, got like injured right away. Whichever. Probably, there's one of them that's really, uh, that's been injured. Yeah, whichever one was injured, yeah. got injured basically right away, but... For me, man, this match was this match was really hot, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Torito got involved, Natty got involved, um, Naomi got involved, and they could have still done this for the tag team championships if they had a twelve person match. That would have been such a, a good match. But I, I think the way that they they used Natalia, El Torito, and Naomi in this was really good, especially because there's no disqualifications in this. Yeah, I thought overall the match was a lot of fun. Where Naomi and uh, who was it, Jay or J- uh, Jimmy? One of the two. They yeah, went over the, the Uso, top rope with her. Uso, whatever they call it. it was so crazy. Yeah, right. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was. It was. It was a lot of fun to watch this match, though. Yeah, it was. It was a great way to open up WrestleMania uh, pre-show, at least. But great way yeah. to very first match you see, and it's funny because not really funny, but. Uh, when we were in WrestleMania uh, in Miami for WrestleMania 28, Tyson Kidd opened up the pre-show. It was uh, Diego and Fernando uh, as Primo and Epico. They opened up the pre-show, 
And the Usos, they were open up the pre-show. They they they've yet they are yet to debut on a actual WrestleMania card though. Who the Usos? Right. I don't know. I don't think they've had, I don't think they've had an actual match on the uh, pay per view. That can't yet. be. Yeah, I don't think so. That can't be at all. I don't How think could so. that? Uh, did you like hear that as a fact or? No, I'm almost positive. Because last year they were on the pre-show, right? Uh, last year for the pre-show, yeah, last year was the pre-show. That was Usos, Real Americans, and yeah. Los Matadores. Same thing with Cesaro. Well, actually, yeah, Cesaro too never made it to uh, no, actual WrestleMania. C- Cesaro won last year. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. Oh yeah, Battle. that was on the pre-show last year. But the Usos, where's the Usos here? The Usos. Usos anywhere? Usos? Usos? Huh. Maybe they didn't. Where were the Usos in 2000 for WrestleMania 29? I don't think they were... They were definitely in WWE. They were. I just don't... I don't think they were booked for it. That sucks. That really sucks if they've never... Actually never been on a Mania? Yeah, I'm almost positive they haven't. Wow. Up next, the 20-man Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Memorial Battle Royal, got changed from the actual show to the pre-show, got changed to a 30-man Battle Royal, where the likes of... Um, Hideo Itami. Well, Hideo Itami, he won his spot, whatever, but I was going to say the likes of Alex Riley and Bo Dallas being in it. Yeah. Bo Dallas, as in out-injured... Makes his big return with a goatee in a pre-show battle royal. That's just like they did that with Darren Young a few weeks ago, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Bo Dallas because Bo Dallas didn't have anything ongoing unlike Darren Young. Right. But like Darren Young had something with Titus that could have been built off of. But Bo Dallas, I could understand Bo Dallas making his return for a battle royal considering that that's where he debuted, too. Also, who... In your thought right now, are there any wrestlers who had back-to-back WrestleMania matches other than Yokozuna? I can't think of any. Back? Yeah. Um, I I can't think of any. I don't even really consider Yokozuna as having back-to-back. It was, though. I mean, it it was, but that one with Hulk Hogan, I don't don't really consider a match. I don't understand. Yeah, in some... You know what I mean? I don't understand how that even... What, uh, so yeah. Hulk Hogan could go out there and be like, I'm going to take him on. And then he gets I matched. I, I don't understand that either looking back, but it still, to me, I think would be a back-to-back match, which Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, Kofi Kingston, Biggie Langston, Diego Fernando, and Jimmy Uso are now, they have also done back-to-back matches at WrestleMania because huh. they were all in this. Uh, and then Jay Uso was the one that got injured, by the way. Okay. So they were all in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods was in there too. But it came down to Miz. And also I didn't like that there was not much. Like you, you, you show weeks before. You show like all these build-up stuff. And Zack Ryder and Adam Rose, there was barely – there was nothing I don't even think. Between yeah, they didn't even eliminate each other. So – I think Fandango eliminated Adam Rose. And Ryder was eliminated by – by Bo um, Dallas. Go figure that one. Yeah, Bo Dallas. But I, what I did like, I popped huge for the fact that Alex Riley went face-to-face with Miz, and then Miz Dow eliminated him. 
So it yeah. was kind of looking like Miz now was was with Miz up until um, the final the three. End. Yeah, the final three. We saw Miz, Miz now, and Big Show in there. Miz is like, go after him, blah, blah, blah. And, and Big Show's just standing in the corner. And uh, Miz now eliminated Miz. And everyone was on their feet, popping huge. My God, Miz Dow's going to win. Miz down, Miz down, Miz down. Boom. Big Show. Out. He almost had Big Show, too, though. Yeah. They did have that. They did tease it on the apron for, for a good amount of time. But, I mean, once he was on that apron, it was so hard to see Miz Dow actually picking up a victory uh, against the Big Show. Yeah. And this, this was like... Uh, Big Show can now just retire. He doesn't need to do anything more. We don't need anything yeah. from Big Show. I, 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 I'm okay with him winning. You know that uh, I'm okay with him winning. I would have been okay with, with him. him. I would have been okay with him winning as long as he didn't show up on Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Raw was yeah. his last Raw. I don't know. That's I, not I, the case. I don't like because there's nothing more. When he, there's when nothing he more in, for came, him. When he came in, he came in with as like uh, Andre the Giant's son and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe this is – it's not going to really do that much for Big Show. I mean it did nothing but, for Cesaro. Huh? It, it did nothing for Cesaro. Exactly. We can say so that. does this match even really matter? But Who that's made? why they could have done that to build up a bigger person. There's no reason yeah. to have – Big Show can just retire. I don't need to see Big Show versus Roman Reigns again. No. I don't need to see Big Show versus Kane if that ever happens. We've seen it all already. Yeah. There's so – I mean and it's not – I mean – I like seeing Big Show at live. I just don't like him. I like. I don't like seeing him in these matches where we've seen it already a hundred times. Exactly. And it's not like he has a change of gimmick or anything. Just because you change the color of your singlet to, from camo to black doesn't. That's not a gimmick change. That doesn't make me more. Uh, um, <laughs> that doesn't make me more into you. Yeah, into the gim- uh into the character of that being the Big Show. Yeah. Well. Like. But what can you do? But uh, I was also disappointed after this. They had this all took place in the second hour of the pre-show thing. So I was watching WrestleMania for a long time. I was watching since five p.m., which was like, oh god, I can't wait for commercials to for. That's a long time. Them. Yeah, that that was a long, long time. But I, I'm happy that they did that because it gave more opportunity for more matches. Mm. And. Uh, WrestleMania opened and Aloe Black sung uh, America the Beautiful, which has been missing for a bit. And uh, they had Pyro. And then they went to the opening video and then that was it. There was no Pyro. I was disappointed. That's weird. I was yeah, expecting LL, like some LL big... Cool J. Oh yeah, that LL Cool J. I don't even... I don't... I don't know. I have but no... What I, have... I, what I don't get is that they released the video of LL Cool J before WrestleMania. Did they? Yeah, on their YouTube. They had that video up like the opener to WrestleMania on their YouTube channel before WrestleMania started. I, I just, I don't understand why that was a thing. Like why did WWE need to go out of their way and be like, Oh, you know, what's really hot right now is LL Cool J. Let's get him to open up WrestleMania in a video package. Because it's Vince McMahon and he loves celebrities. But who, who is LL Cool J in 2000? He's on NCIS or whatever. Who watches SVU, NCS, like SVNCSU? Nobody. But the opening contest of the actual WrestleMania event, we saw the ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. 
instead of WWE doing just what we wanted them to do, Pat Patterson was there to hang the championship up on the little spool thing. You were so close with doing that, our idea, and you went with Pat Patterson. Um, Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, was not even the last one out. Like, why wouldn't he be? He's the champion. Why? Come on. Yeah. I, I hate when WWE doesn't have the champion come out last. I agree. Especially if he's not coming out with the title in hand, he just falls into the clump of everyone else coming out. Right. And I still think that the only person that really needed to win this was Bad News Barrett, especially for them to go back and say that that uh, they nobody no that hasn't won an Intercontinental Championship match in such a long time or whatever at WrestleMania and um, or have, hasn't retained, I should say, retained the title. And then they go on to show Bad News Barrett, oh, look at what happened at WrestleMania 29 on the pre-show. But... I don't know. I think that I don't think that he was the only option to win. Obviously, I didn't pick him. Well, I, I but... thought the only the only person that really really needed to win this to just prove that he's not like a joke of a, a champion because Bad News Barrett is in 2015 pretty much known for winning the championship, losing the championship, winning it, losing it, winning it, losing it. Well, what about Harper? What about Harper? He won it and lost it. Yeah, but he's not known for that. Yeah, but I think that bad, bad news Barrett. Bad, him. Yeah, but bad news Barrett's a five-time intercontinental champion. It's like. His, you think that's weird though? How there's wrestlers like that that get title runs like that way, whether it's IC or even the WWE Heavyweight Championship, where they'll lose it so quickly and then gain it so quickly and lose it so quickly. How do those title runs? And then they managed to end up coming close to beating, like, Ric Flair status. Yeah, I don't... Like, how do you... How Wade can ba- you compare the two when one Wade, person Wade, has it? Wade Barrett's run, it wasn't so bad, though. It's like, it, he goes 89 days for the first run, 99 for the second, 69 for the third. Uh, the fourth was uh, 57 days. And then the fifth reign which was the last reign just now, was 83 days. Yeah. So they're not bad, but they're not great. Considering, what was it, Miz, Miz picked up that victory from him. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of lessens it, but it, uh, I don't know. It was a good match, though. A lot going on. Yeah. It was a really good match. and I, I think Luke, Luke Harper really... Uh, uh, surprised. I mean, did it surprise? But he, I think, it, no. He it was. It was very surprising. He was wearing black jeans. Uh, yeah, that's true. He didn't look like Dean Ambrose in the match. That's very true. Yeah, I think each of them shined in their own way. But it wasn't one of those ladder matches that was like over the top. It wasn't spot, 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 spot. Nor was it one of those matches that really grabbed me and was like, "Holy hell, that's a match of the year." Yeah. But Daniel Bryan ended up picking up that victory. Everyone was happy with that, which I'm I'm, I'm fine with Daniel Bryan winning that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with – I'm always okay with a wrestler that has made an event that was the world champion. Like the big-name people holding the title of something that isn't the big, uh, the big main title. Right. I'm always okay with that. Up next, we saw Randy Orton pick up the victory against Seth Rollins. 
Good uh, match. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a solid match. I think the, the biggest thing to take away from this was that RKO. That, that curb RKO was sick. Went to go curb stomp him and went, must have been 10 feet in the air. Boom, landed RKO. It was just, it looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Sting taking on Triple H. Triple H picking up the victory. First of um, all, entrances. What the f what? Yeah. I guess Sting Sting came out with this whole uh, Japanese drummers and everything, so I assume that's like a tribute to the movie The Crow. I, I assume being that that's no. like a Japanese movie. No. That no? Why would no. They, why what's the only reason why that that's the only reason why I could think there were Japanese things associated no, with No, there's no relation. The, no. The, it was the crow. No. There has to have that has no, to be there, is there has to be it. No. Who who was like, hey uh Sting, we're gonna have a bunch of Japanese drummers drumming before your entrance. I have How no, does that make sense? Whoever at all? did it was a poor choice. Dude, I'm telling and, you, I mean, the only the only connection there is the fact that the Sting character, the crow, came from that movie. That movie wasn't Japanese. The guy was of Japanese descent, I assume, right? Barely Japanese American, I think. Bruce Lee's kid, right? Isn't he? Is yeah, he, I think he was Japanese American. He, but he was. It wasn't a Japanese film. It's an American cult movie. Yeah, American. Where did it take place? It took place in Japan, didn't it? No. You positive about that? One hundred percent. It's an American movie. No, no. Did it take place in Japan? Yeah, no. It took place in America. Well, I never saw the movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. It took place in America. I don't know why they went with it, but I also don't know why they went with that theme song. I think that theme song is awful for Sting. I hate that WWE theme song. Well, I mean, who? who I think it should have made. It doesn't sound like he's making an impact or anything. I think that they tried to make it sound like a little, uh, like a dark uh, crow, but I just don't think that it works. I, um, yeah, I didn't get it either. But even more. What's to get here is that I got it. No, I, explain it to me. Why, why did Triple H come out with a term? Like, obviously, yes, Terminator sponsored everything this weekend for the most part. Yeah, Terminator is coming out. WWE is obviously going to be blowing Schwarzenegger for until the movie comes out. They were saying that a lot of the money that there's no reason why Triple H shouldn't have this entrance if it's gonna if it's pretty much a lot of his money going into it. I just didn't I, I just I don't care if he has big extravagant entrances. Yeah. I just didn't fully get it. I didn't get it either, but you know, this is how he wanted it. Apparently like they were talking about saying how Triple H is like when they were going through like people were questioning why does Triple H have this kind of a promo? Why does he have this entrance? Why does he have this extravagant uh, hype video? I guess during his entire time with WWE back in the day, he was spending a lot of time learning with the production company uh, staff. Cool. What like does that even mean? Like he would actually give input and create his own videos pretty much. But that's, so, still, that's still not a reason to have had Terminator. That doesn't make any sense other than the fact that, oh, here's a bunch of money – my movie's coming out. It, and, and news sites said that Schwarzenegger didn't even record his voiceover until the Hall of Fame. Imagine yeah, that. They were, they, they were worried about not being able to get him to record that, too. They were starting to get worried because they didn't get it till 
the day of, I think. They could have hired me to do it. No, yeah. But I, I just, I don't understand. What's the, what's the correlation between Triple H and Terminator? What's the correlation between Sting and the Jap Japanese thing? The Japanese thing, I got nothing. For the Terminator thing, I could only think that it's to promote Terminator, the movie, the new one coming out. Which they could, Schwarzenegger have, they could have done that perfectly fine. Just give me that guest enforcer. Why did Schwarzenegger, especially because of what happened during that match, they could have used that guest enforcer. I think that the entrance with Triple H went astray with the uh, taking out of the live arena. Like where they went into that like uh, Schwarzenegger the Terminator mine, like where they were doing the entire yeah, scanning of that the was, cities. That was very stupid for the fact that it's like, it shows guys like Sheamus. Sheamus isn't even in WWE at that moment. Yeah. He's I in WWE, but he's injured. He hasn't returned yet. Like the, there's, there's only one person it should have been going through. It should have been going through like different faces of Sting. If they wanted to do that at, at least. Yeah, that's a cool idea. But during the match even here, we had, uh, Triple H and Sting going going toe-to-toe. Uh, -to -toe. And midway through, you had Sting Sting locking Triple H in the Scorpion Deathlock. And all of a sudden, break it down. DX runs out. Road Dog, Billy Gunn, X-Pac. Very, very confusing to me. You marked for it, though. I didn't... I didn't you marked for it. I don't know if I marked... I was... You did. I heard you. I don't know if I was <laughs> marking, though. I was very confused. It was like confused... Confused excitement. Can you were like that, that. You're like that Sting kid that was on Tosh.0. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so it was. I I, I like this. You had, how you had DX come out and everything, and then and then Triple H went and hit Sting with the pedigree and uh, got the sledgehammer from underneath the ring. Which then all of a sudden, brown brown Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. Which I guess that's why Kevin Nash wasn't in the gimmick battle. Not the gimmick battle royal. The uh, Andre, yeah, basically it was gimmick battle royal though. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, like I said, that there should be at least a few legends in there if they want to add it, get get it to thirty. Yeah. So I, the NWO versus DX took place. I what's I liked it. Which, I liked it. which wasn't even supposed to be quote unquote NWO versus D, D, DX because Sting is there. That Sting wasn't in, in NWO really. So yeah, but it was more representing WCW though, right? So it turned into WWE versus WCW. Yeah, and, which and they said that it wasn't. Wait, who going said into it? The match, going into oh, the match. Oh, they said it wasn't like, about so. WCW. Yeah, yeah. Which, screw you, screw you, big time. And then so, you had Shawn Michaels I, appear. Boom! Super kicks. Sweet chin music, I should say. On Sting, I, I like it. I like the entire DX aspect because then when you think about it, they had to. Fill that time spot with something, especially because Sting, I, Sting can't go. Exactly, they had to fill that time spot with something. If they didn't, if they were going to fill it, they should have given that time to that tag team match to put that on the main card. It, listen, and, it was this was it was a, a fun spot, but for storyline purposes, I just did not get it. Yeah, I liked it though. I thought I was it was. Okay. I thought I, it was good. I thought it would have been better if uh, Sean Waltman switched sides. Went yeah, from either D, uh, went to, from DX to NWO yeah, or he's NWO. In both. Yeah. Like, come on. I hate that. He's in both things. He can't show yeah. up and show loyalty to DX and not NWO. Like, it shouldn't have been Shawn Michaels that hit the sweet shit music. It should have been uh, X-Pac hitting the X-Factor on Sting. But, uh, no, that wouldn't, that 100% wouldn't have been effective. I think, 
I think it would have been good. A sweet chin been, music from Mr. WrestleMania or I don't I still don't like that Justin X Factor from X Pac or Yeah, but then Sting hit Sting hits a uh Yeah, but Triple uh, H won. Oh yeah, Triple H. <laughs> yeah. But then Triple H hits the pedigree. Yeah, well. Like, yeah, but why would Triple H why would X Pac also oh, X Pac should have started out in M W O. Yeah. But you exactly. needed you needed a three on three there. Sean wasn't running down there. Nah. So, Where was Jay's sensation for this? Yeah. What am I, a roadside or a nugget? But uh, maybe we'll see something from the future. Probably not. I don't. I, I popped. So. I popped big time. Scott Hall took a back bump. That was shocking. Yeah, I think that was that could be a mark out moment of the year. Yeah, right. He actually took a back bump. That was um, so surprising. What do you think that this is going to lead into now? Like uh, Steve Weiss nothing. and Absolutely nothing. Nothing. They didn't. They they shook hands. That I don't get. Triple H uses a sledgehammer to yeah. cheat to win. Right. And Sting's like, "Hey, you cheated to win, but I'm cool with you." I. We put the the rivalry to rest. That's no. the only thing it is that I the mutual respect thing that it's done with. And then WWE has the nerve to have Sting and, and Undertaker in the same airport at the same time the next day. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, after after this match, we saw a backstage little segment where Daniel Bryan was being interviewed by Maria Menounos uh, about the, his victory, the Intercontinental Championship victory. Pat Patterson came in, Piper, Steamboat, Flair, Bret Hart. They were all congratulating him. They were all chanting. And it's funny because when they were like, oh, well, there's only one thing to say, and they all start chanting, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, What? Before they started chanting yes, I was like, that's got to be damn. Yeah, and I, I doubted that. I was just like, why is he going to be there? Yeah, Ron Simmons chance. was never Intercontinental Champion. And then uh, Simmons appears, and they're like, were you ever IC Champion? He goes, damn. So. Oh, that, that, they, that's what they said to him? Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, I was good with that just because it goes towards, it gives me positive outlook on D. Bry being Intercontinental Champion. Because maybe this is, uh, they are going to revert back to that IC champ being something, meaning something, being that like that Triple H, Rock, Flair, Bret Hart status. Maybe. I maybe hope not. so. Yeah. Um, next up, you had. Wait. Oh, by the way, the Triple H and Sting, that was the longest match of the night. Yeah. And. Aside from that, that match we had the the second longest was the Andre the Giant match, which I have to say was one of the worst battle royals I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's well, we've seen the WrestleMania gimmick battle royal. I like that match. See, I don't agree with the winner. <laughs> um, next up, you had the musical. Uh, no, 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 no. We saw. Wait, yeah, it was the music. Was it the yeah. musical interlude? Right, that's what you told me before. It was, and then we saw the Divas match. Yeah. Or at least that's what you told me. Yeah, so we saw the musical interludes. We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah the musical interludes, which I think is just bull crap. Hey, Dave, David Guetta wasn't there. David Guetta, whatever his name is, wasn't I there. I didn't see him being advertised, though. Yeah, I, th I would have thought it's his song. you got to be there to push play. I didn't see him being apparently, advertised. Apparently, you don't have to be there to do it. So, um, But I don't think that they chose the right type of music for this WrestleMania show. But it's not... WrestleMania isn't... I guess... Their, uh, uh, what is it, their post-WrestleMania emails 
to all of their uh, the writers and newspapers and stuff like that was saying that it wasn't pro wrestling or anything or sports entertainment. They were considering it a pop a pop culture extravaganza. And I guess that's why they chose those musical interludes and everything. And LL Cool well, J. Well, I mean, it was, and, it was their the theme song for the WrestleMania, so I'm fine with them performing it live. I just yeah, but they're they're not, they're tr- they're trying to make it into a Super Bowl. They're making trying to make it into a pop culture thing. Yeah, not just is, a pro wrestling. It's, yeah, thing. it's, it's a dumb. pop culture. And they're they're even they're they're trying to change so much about the current company and make it look like other companies that are not. It's not a sports franchise. It's not this. It's just an overall. Like an Oprah type of thing, yeah. Even uh, the the new survey for WWE for the whatever the they do their their surveys that they send out. They were doing one about WWE.com. Click this link. Do you like the the uh, the the what it looks like the face of it? And they had all it was like a giant cluster of things that yeah. it, it looked like a BuzzFeed page where. There's too many things going on at one time that they're trying to make themselves look young and hip. But they there's currently nothing wrong with your WWE.com that, that you have. There's yeah. nothing wrong with WrestleMania that you had up until this point. You don't need that musical interlude of that kind of music. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania so, 18, Motorhead, good choice. You had Kid Rock, yeah, who cares about Kid Rock, blah, blah, blah. That's still a good choice, but yeah. Limp Biscuit playing Undertaker to the ring. P.O.D. playing Rey Mysterio to the ring. Last year, you had the uh, Orton, Bray Wyatt. I'm fine with that. CM Punk's, they had the, what are their names? Uh, I forget their names. At WrestleMania Col- 20. Yeah, Col- uh, yeah, whatever it was. Cult of Personality was played live. Yeah. Like, I'm fine if it was a theme song. Living or Color. Yeah, living, right, right, right. I'm fine if it was a theme song being played live, but I don't need to sit there and have an interlude in between WrestleMania. That right yeah. there, though, was basically the, I don't want to say popcorn match. I don't know. Don't say it. But that, next up that's, had, that's what it turned into. Next up, you had AJ and Paige defeating the Bella Twins. And it wasn't even a match, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, this this was a fine match. I don't think AJ was the one that needed to get the victory. Yeah, but with our recent uh, news and everything, I understand why they did that. Do we talk about the recent news now? No, nah, we can save it for later. You sure? I mean, we just mentioned yeah. it. We might as well just say nah, it. No, nah, we'll save it. No, nah, come on. We should just say it. Uh, let's move on finish up wrestling. No, well, come on, dude. Just say it right now. No, nah, no, nah, because we still have Raw to talk about with her. Okay, so we'll save it. But this, it was a fine match. And I, surprisingly, AJ, I mean, she wasn't even in the, the match long enough for me to criticize her. For me to say, oh, that looked like, like yeah. it, it sucked. But... It didn't, so congrats there. Yeah, up, up next, the Hall of Fame. Say that again? Oh, yeah, yeah the Hall of Famers Hall of came out. Still, Bushwhackers, man. I, I can't get over how old Butch looks. That that was crazy. Compared yeah. to Butch to Luke, but I guess he had a disease or something that aged him pretty much. But after that, we saw John Cena taking on Rusev for the United States Championship. We saw Rusev come out in a tank with some soldiers. I thought when they first 
when we first heard about that, they were, that they were casting for Russian sh- soldiers, I thought it was going to be like a much bigger thing than it was. I thought that. The, I think coming out of the tank is awesome. No, coming out of the tank was awesome, but I thought like the troops or whatever, the Russian soldiers, I thought was going to be a lot more. They weren't even in unison at some points. Where it's well, like they're, they're, they're actors. I mean, yeah, but like, come on, man. But whatever. Yeah. New new United States champion here, John Cena. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy that John Cena is champion. I'm excited to go back to with Debrias IC champ. I'm excited to see where this is going to take the U.S. championship. Is this? Did he pull out that stunner in this match? Yeah. He pulled out a springboard stunner. Yeah. Who? What? Like, who would have thought we would ever have seen that from John I mean, we've Cena. seen springboard RKOs. Yeah, but I not think. like... like spring, I think we may have seen ACH do a springboard stunner. But, well, I mean, no, I've, still, seen, I've seen springboard stunners done yeah, before. Yeah, just not John Cena doing it. Right. Especially somebody that's, that's, that's called, like, Five Moves of Doom or whatever. Yeah. John I Cena steps... Awesome. When John Cena wants to, John Cena can. He yeah. can step it up. And John Cena also proves why he is and should be and should remain the top dog of the company. Right. Uh, next up, you had Triple H and Stephanie in the ring. Uh, well, first they Stephanie, an announcement, right? Yes, yeah, Stephanie was making the announcement that this WrestleMania broke records. There's, what, 17,000 fans or whatever there, which moves that into the top five attendance records for WrestleMania. We were at two of them. That being twenty eight and twenty nine, sweet. But uh, they just this segment I think went on way too long. But they were talking and talking and talking, and as soon as, as, soon as they were out in the ring, the authority, I was like, oh, Rock's about to appear. Because just because of that thing that they did, even though Rock was doing SNL the night before, I was like, there's no way the Rock's not going to appear because I think it was the fiftieth anniversary of SmackDown that they went. They were backstage, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm this, and I'm that," and they were like, "I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest," or something. Whatever they did backstage between the two of them, whenever that was, that's what I saw coming to WrestleMania. Uh huh. And then uh, out came The Rock. Yeah, um, I agree that this entire segment went on a little bit too long, but then Stephanie McMahon kicked The Rock out of the ring. Was walking around ringside, ended up pulling Ronda Rousey from the audience, got Which, into the ring. It's like if you were just watching ringside, and if you saw Ronda Rousey there, you would have noticed that The Rock's mom was there. You would have noticed that The Rock's daughter was there. It's like I think when John Cena the the match before John Cena went and hugged, I assume it's his mom. His mom, I feel like, is always sitting next to The Rock's mother at events like this. So who knows? Were, I mean. They Maybe were they were right uh, next to each other. Yeah. If that's if that's Cena's mother, I'm not sure. Grandmother, yeah. something like that. We always see Cena with that woman. She's always with the Rock's mom. So, but this was a I, I was a big fan of this segment. Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon get going to blows. Well, not blows, but it was um, Triple H and Ronda Rousey kind of going to blows. Yeah, he got judo tossed over there. Yeah, it was awesome. And the Stephanie went to go slap him, and she trapped that arm. And it was just an awesome – the crowd loved it. I loved it. I, I'm excited to see if this 
actually does anything. If this doesn't, then that's pathetic that this happened. Yeah, if I mean, regardless, no matter which way you won, this it still went on for too long. Yeah. So, which what was this? This what was it? Twenty minutes? I don't know. Something. Some crazy number. Um. Next up, you had Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Undertaker picking up the victory. Bray Wyatt had a little fancy entrance there with his uh, scarecrows. Looked like an episode of Gotham or something. I've yeah, never I didn't seen an really get of, it. I've never seen an episode of Gotham, so I can't say that. But it, it's it was weird seeing the Undertaker's entrance in daylight. Yeah, I think that that's one of the flaws with this entire WrestleMania was that it was all done in during daylight. But I mean, what what could you have done? You got to have the East Coast time. Yeah, I think that I think they I think it kind of took away from it a little bit, to be honest. Well, um, next year Texas has a roof, right? I'm AT- not sure. AT&T I don't know. Stadium I think has a roof, so so um, it won't be like this. But this match I thought was, it was way, 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 way better than Brock versus Taker. I thought it was slow, but uh, it was a fine match. Undertaker showed up. He had hair. Yeah, he looked like uh, American Badass Undertaker. He had the leather pants and everything. He was just missing the the music. The motorcycle. And the motorcycle, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, you had the main event. And also, sorry to cut yeah. you off there. I don't think, like, why did Undertaker need to win this? I get, yes, a 22 and, and 1 is way better for Brock and Undertaker in the long term. Long run, I mean. But where does Bray Wyatt go from here? But overall, the, the Undertaker, people have to stop talking about his record. It's it's a record now. It's not this streak. It really, it falls in with yeah, all but, the others now. But but 21-2 and two is is not as great as 21 or 22-1. and one. To me, it means nothing. It means nothing. It's anymore. still a it's still a streak. It's, it's still a record, no. though. It's still a record. It's though. still a WrestleMania record, but it's not a streak. But it, I'm saying it's a streak, as in there's still that 21. No, there's no streak other matches. There's it. still the 21 other matches that he won, though. That's broken. But it's still it's still that it's streak still the past. is past. But if you look back on his career, I still think that Undertaker can put over other people at a WrestleMania. But if you look back at his career, would you rather end your career with? 22 or 21 and 7 or who cares it's pro wrestling it's I don't who cares but that's not once the streak is broken I don't know I mean it doesn't matter I mean he's not gonna lose that many in a row but he could lose I still I I still think I still think Undertaker should have went till he was 69 to do 21 and 21 that would be an awful the awful awful record but Next up, you had the champion, Brock Lesnar, defending against uh, Roman Reigns. Very, very good match. I think that they both started off very, uh, very hard. I, I think yeah, that, right off the bat, Brock got busted open by a punch from I think from that Roman really Reigns. added a lot to the match. That showed that Roman Reigns, he's, he's here. He's legit. And then when Brock Lesnar later on in the match where he ate that turnbuckle and he uh, was uh, busted open the hard way, or at least so the hard way. We it depends. I don't know. Depends on what you think about it. Yeah. But uh, I think it all added to the entire match and the aspect with that blood. I, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. And then at the end of the match, you had 
both wrestlers just beaten and torn up. And Seth Rollins came in, cashed in, ended up with the curb stomp, almost got f 5 by Brock Lesnar. Then he got rocked with the spear by Roman Reigns while he was about to hit the F5. And then curb stomp to Roman Reigns, pinned him. I thought it was very, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I was wait. I, I couldn't, that's not like a real thing. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. That WrestleMania yeah, you, was actually you, you, going you to end. You thought someone was about to come out or something. Yeah, I couldn't believe that WrestleMania was going to end with Seth Rollins as champion. That's phenomenal. Seth Rollins is like the New Day uh, Edge. Not, not yeah, I was about to be like not the New Day. He's the first yeah, he's New the new, Day. He's the new uh, like rated R superstar Edge. He's the only only professional wrestler that had the Money in the Bank briefcase cash in at WrestleMania successfully too. Yeah, so, it's really really. Hopefully this is going somewhere. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. There's not much more to say about it. It was a great way to end WrestleMania. Apparently, Seth Rollins didn't know he was going to be winning until the Rock That's, segment. Yeah, the Rock segment. They originally had Reigns winning, and then they switched at the last moment, which I think is genius because it but wasn't. Do you, do you do you think that's real? What do you think Reigns really? Yeah, I I I could believe that. I could believe believe that Reigns and Lesnar spoke at the entire match, and then uh, just before they changed it to Rollins, they put they added Rollins to winning it. That's I gotta, can see them doing I, that with Reigns. That must make you feel like shit. If if you were Roman Reigns and you were like, "Oh, I'm going into Mania, yeah, that I'm winning the suck. championship." Apparently they had uh, Sika and all of like the Samoans were up in arms about it. I don't know how much I believe that either. But. Yeah, I was reading online and like they were like, yeah, like fifty of them and stuff were really angry. And I'm like reading, it, I'm like, okay, cal- calm down, Dirk Sheet, news site, whatever you want to call them, calm down there. Um, all right, so that was WrestleMania. It was not in my eyes, a 9 out of 10, like so many marks said after that cash-in, when the entire night so many of these people were complaining. Why did, Bro- why did Big Show win? Why did Seth Rollins lose? How didn't Sting win? I don't get why the Bellas, why the champion won. I don't get why Bray Wyatt didn't won. win. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I thought I said. No, you said why did the champion win? Oh, I, I meant didn't win. Oh. Um, but so many people were bashing WrestleMania. Some people saying that it was the worst WrestleMania they've ever seen. The, blah, that's blah. just not true, though. S- literally, it, WrestleMania 30, I thought, was, oh, God. WrestleMania 3, I think, was pretty uh, crummy. 3 or one of those early ones. I was, I was, but, more, I was more going for recent. Like, 28, uh, 28 overall was, was good. 29. I, was, I, 29. I didn't enjoy being at any of them. 28 you did, 100%. Come on. Which one was 28? We flew down to Miami. Yeah. No, I didn't. There's we, no I way. I was burnt out. There's no way, though. I didn't have fun at WrestleMania. I was burnt out. That's because you had to sit next to Chris and not me. No, I, I was completely burnt out. We went to so many wrestling things. You know how I get with pro wrestling. I cannot do pro wrestling. That is my, not my life. It is not... I can't go to... Event to event to event. I get it's too much for me. I had a headache at WrestleMania. I even walked well, out. Well, I mean, it was on, really, really sunny. I walked out on CM Punk versus Chris Jericho because I had to drink water and I had to just get up and walk around and drink, uh, get, get to the water fountain. 
that also sucked. I, I never, ever buy water at events. And yeah. That event, event, man, I bought like three bottles of water. I was dying there. I know. But, um, but overall, WrestleMania 28, I thought was really good. Uh, WrestleMania I'd say, 29. Well, we, this, this one right now. Say that again? What would you rate this one that we just saw? Out of uh, Let's go with an, an, a letter grade. I would give it a B plus, or I don't even want. I would give it an A minus. Yeah, I think an A minus, especially because WrestleMania twenty nine and twenty and uh, Wrestle twenty nine and thirty were like, oh, this, I can't believe this is WrestleMania. Even though they had WrestleMania feels to it, it felt like WrestleMania season for both of them. Yeah, WrestleMania. We were there twenty nine. It just dragged on. Yeah. All right. But this so, overall, you look at every single match. There's not one bad match. Mm-mm. So congratulations to WWE for doing that. Yeah, I think that some of the rearranged, uh, some of it could have been rearranged, like the musical. I don't think that it was smart to have uh, that long segment with uh, The Rock and everything right before Taker. I don't think that was really uh, a I think, smart. I feel like that, what they were trying to do, though, was get it as dark, as dark as possible they can for Bray and what and. Takers entrances. Yeah, because I guess at, that's a yeah, that's one way to take it. I because during that. because during the rock segment, it was getting darker and darker. It was the sun was going down or whatever was happening, and by the time it got to Undertaker's entrance, it was a little darker than it was to have the effect of Undertaker, or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time the main event rolled around, it was it was dark, but yeah, or darker. All right, so let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Monday Night Raw kicked off with Heyman and Lesnar. Yeah, Paul Heyman speaking about Brock Lesnar getting his rematch later on, and Stephanie McMahon came out and said that Seth Rollins isn't there yet, but he will probably accept Seth Rollins. What? That's like, what a busy f- schedule that is. Like, for having to, to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania in California, then you fly all the way to New York to do the Today Show, which airs at his segment aired 9:30, 9:30 a.m., which is 6:30 there. So I don't even know when he must have caught like a red eye or something to New York, and then as soon as he left the Today Show, he went and flew back to California. That's a crazy schedule. Nah. So. Stephanie said that, whatever. Next up, we saw a really, really good match. We saw Daniel Bryan defeat Dolph Ziggler to retain the Intercontinental Championship. We saw Bad News Barrett on commentary. I can't say enough good things about this. This was a pro wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It's, I some, agree. it's something that could have main event WrestleMania. It's something that it's it's something I look and I'm like. This this match, seeing this match reminds me of how I felt watching uh, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. That's what it felt like watching that. It's two people wrestling, not no no sports entertainment stuff in there. I mean, it was here and there, but mm-hmm. but uh, I popped huge. They showed on the WWE app during the match. Dolph Ziggler during the commercial break. Dolph Ziggler did like this little pile driver move to Daniel Bryan. Which I wish was actually aired on the show. I would have popped even more for that. But it's like Daniel Bryan was balancing on his neck in between 
Ziggler's legs and Ziggler like lifted up his legs and just smashed Brian down. That's like you don't see stuff like that. But uh, after after the match, oh, by the way, they had a standing ovation during the match. That's pretty cool. But afterwards, Bad News Barrett attacked Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan. Sheamus ran down, which looked like he was going to make the save, but then he attacked both of them. So maybe we're going to see some sort of new team between Bad News Barrett and Sheamus, or I don't they... think I don't think we will. I think Sheamus and Bad News Barrett are on their own paths. And I'm a big fan of this new Sheamus. Yeah. It's something that we needed for the longest time was a heel Sheamus. Yeah. So, um, up next, we saw the New Day in the ring. We saw Cesaro Kid and Ascension in the ring. And uh, they introduced the new debuting team onto the main roster of the Lucha Dragons, Sin Cara and Kalisto. And boy, did they! I they sh they completely put the spotlight on Kalisto in this match. I I had goosebumps watching him. I had goosebumps at the end where every where he got the entire crowd to do the lucha lucha lucha. Yeah, I I. But, but you have to remember, it's one of those international crowds, so it's like I am hoping that that sticks around because Kalisto deserves that reaction, and he, he I think he there's a lot of big things to come for him. And it's funny, it's like the fans were so against New Day in this, so it's like, it's almost as if it should have been New Day and Ascension versus Kalisto and uh, Lucha Dragons and Cesaro and Kid. Uh -huh. um, obviously, for WWE reasons, even though they say there's no heels or faces, there clearly are, but... Yeah. And, and I, I've been, but I've been saying, from the very first time since I saw Kalisto wrestle as Samurai Del Sol back in March 2012, best one of the best pro wrestlers I've ever seen. I... Can't say enough great things about him. And he yeah. shines so much in that match, and I'm so, so happy for him. So, just awesome. Yeah. Absolutely um, awesome. Yeah, and there's if, if you are not familiar with his work, check him out, Kalisto or Samurai Del Sol, and you're going to be amazed because there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. Up next, we saw Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, which didn't happen. Uh, Seth Rollins kept trying to get away, and finally he ended up getting away. But when they said earlier on in the night that Brock Lesnar was going to be wrestling on Monday Night Raw for the first time in over a decade, which his last match on uh, on Raw was 2002, I definitely was like, I will believe it when I see it. Why is Brock Lesnar going to be one of those guys that works a match on Monday Night Raw when we all know his schedule. Yeah, agreed. And then Brock acted like a little bitch. Tore apart J&J Security, tore apart Michael Cole, flipped the announce table on JBL and Booker T. I thought this was great. I thought it went on too long, but I I was, I was, liked it, but I thought it went on too long. Uh, then later on, we found out that Brock Lesnar suspended indefinitely. Does WWE think we're stupid? Like, come on. Did we honest? Did anyone think, oh, Brock Lesnar, big news, not going to MMA, re-signed to WWE. Did anyone think Brock Lesnar was working each week? Did anyone think Brock was working house shows? No. We're not stupid. We know that this was 100% because he's gone. He's back to Brock Lesnar's schedule. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Mizdow versus Stardust. Um, Mizdow picking up the victory. I thought it was very pointless. 
Up until the fact Miz coming out afterwards to hit Miz now with the skull-crushing finale. I just... It wasn't a bad match, but it just seemed to drag on. I didn't... It just wasn't... I don't know. I don't know if it was them sending Byron Saxon out by himself to cover Monday Night Raw. I think that was a huge mistake. I don't know why they couldn't flip that announce table back over. And then later, yeah. and then later in the night, they sent Lawler out. Why were they... like? They've, they've fixed announce tables before. I don't know if they just wanted to make look make it look like Lesnar's carnage was more than it was. Like, how could we fix the table? Brock Lesnar did this, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a huge mistake. Even sending it Lawler later in, later in the night. Renee Young, boom, send her out. Not, yeah. not, not the case, but... Um, earlier, we saw a promo air that Neville was coming. Dropping Adrian from his name. Fine with that. I'm I'm completely good with that. Yeah. Adrian Neville made his debut and successfully uh yeah, successfully made his debut against Curtis Axel. Uh but before that, Curtis Axel was cutting a promo and said that he forgot oh not not that he forgot. Saying to forget about Axel Mania because now it's the road to extreme rules. Which uh I mean Whatever, if you're gonna want to run with that, run with it. I guess you're going to. But uh, as far as this match, it was really good. Uh, it just seems so bland. I think due to Byron and that Lesnar segment. I just mm-hmm. and I do hope for as for Neville that he doesn't get lost lost in the shuffle within the next few weeks. I don't think he will. I think that he has a lot going with him with his uh, ability to. But, but I feel like WWE, WWE will showcase him this week, next week, and the week before, the week after that, and then it was like, where does it go from there? Where does what's next for Neville? Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the background. Yeah. But up next, we saw John Cena issue an open challenge and uh, put the United States Championship on the line. I was expecting a debut or something here, but it was kind of a letdown. Uh, Byron Saxton saying, here comes Rusev for no reason, made no sense. Yeah, I think that they should have done a, uh, they should have had a debut of someone. But then it's tough. Yeah, but then it's tough. It's like, who, who do you have there? And then where does Dean Ambrose go from there? I thought John Cena versus Dean Ambrose was a really, another really good match. I just thought it was a letdown that it was Dean Ambrose and not somebody else. Yeah. But John Cena retained, retained the championship. And uh, I think it's awesome when you get to see matches like this where Cena isn't the same ev- as every other time. It's not yeah. the same Cena that we see. Like when, when we see him face guys like Daniel Bryan or Cesaro or even that Sandow match. It was really good. And this match was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, we saw AJ, Naomi, and Paige defeating Natalia and the Bellas. Uh, I think the dumbest part of this segment was AJ wearing a Bailey, a Bailey shirt. Yeah, I think that was too. That uh, took away too much. Unless Bailey was going to be in the match, why wear the shirt? Which leads me to think that she clearly knew at this point what she was going to be doing. Yeah, they, they, that's, I mean, at the end of this, they may mention that, I guess, AJ was telling uh, Paige, like, I love you or, or something. You can see her mouthing something, yeah. which would be out of the norm if it wasn't. 
So I thought I think it took away from the match, but I was. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I know that I was that the ending, Naomi picking up the victory there. The crowd went popped huge. I don't know but, if that, that must be the international crowd or not. Who knows? I'm I'm really happy that and, that and the yeah. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say and, and the Bella Twins. Uh, uh, one of them hit the other one. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm, maybe we're going to see the Bella Twins have some sort of a... No, I doubt it. ...another problem. Maybe, I hope maybe not. Maybe not, but I was really happy with that crowd, and I was really happy to see Naomi pick that up. Yeah. The one thing I did, wasn't happy with was, weren't they chanting something sexual? I didn't. I couldn't hear any of that, but they were saying, um, you, what was it? Were they saying, you do, Cena? Or you, you do suck Cena. Oh, you suck Cena. You suck Brian. You suck Uso, and you suck Punk. Yeah, I I think that we that's can leave dumb. that at the door. I think that's dumb to chant. What What are you gonna do though? Yeah. Up next, we saw Rusev defeating Goldust, which to me made absolutely no sense because if John Cena was doing an open challenge earlier in the night for the U.S. Championship. And Rusev is there. Why would Rusev not answer that challenge? Yeah. Uh, and I think that this was a wasted match because it didn't do anything for either of them. I understand that maybe they wanted to do that Cena versus De uh, Dean Ambrose because because of the 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 night after WrestleMania crowd and not do Rusev versus Cena. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the main event, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Ryback defeating The Authority. Which, Orton had to find two partners earlier in the night. Ryback came up to Orton backstage, and it's like, who's, who's left? Like, of course it's going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not like, there was a, it wasn't a huge shocker, and I think it worked against WWE here, because people still don't like Roman Reigns. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I think that I think that that's going to change, though. Hopefully, I, hopefully I think it does. He, hopefully, I think it does. he proved himself at that WrestleMania match against Brock Lesnar. I think that I really hope, but that it changes. But I think that it's going to help out a lot. I, I hope so. But I thought that was a bad way, kind of a bad way to end the the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, and then. Uh, then you show Sting to that he's going to be on the app after, not the app, the network afterwards, which I tuned in to, in for. Sting came out after Rob being interviewed by Renee Young, and just basically said that he'll do whatever WWE wants him to do. I don't understand that one. And then Bo Dallas came out and interrupted him, mm -hmm. and then just got hit with the Scorpion Death Drop. I don't yeah, they say, I guess he's willing to take more bookings if WWE wants him to, but who's to say they want him to? Yeah, they're like, well, we already did DX versus NWO to make your match go by. What else can we have? Yeah. But that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, next up, SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown. The authority. the authority. Yeah, the authority opened up the show, and Seth Rollins spoke about how he put himself into the main event spot at WrestleMania, the main event match, and won. And Randy Orton eventually came out, 
said that he's been owed a rematch for the title since he never got one from last year. That happened, and Kane made the next match, that being Randy Orton versus Big Show. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton picked up the victory via disqualification when J&J Security and Kane jumped Randy Orton like a minute into the match. And uh, Ryback eventually made the save. I don't know what they're doing there, but it's I that sucks. I don't I don't want to like I don't need to see Randy Orton fighting fighting for the championship. Yeah, his attire, Ryback's attire looked really weird. Was it that was the the like Superman or yeah Captain I, I, America? I thought maybe? it was like a Superman kind of a deal. More importantly, Randy Orton's attire, WrestleMania, he was wearing red. A color. He was wearing elbow pads. We haven't seen him in elbow pads since like 2004. Really? I think so. Pretty crazy. Huh. Yeah. All right. Up next, we saw Naomi defeating Natalia here. And uh, both Bellas were on commentary. The match itself was short, but it was a good match. And Monday Night Raw and... Smackdown right here proves it that I think Naomi absolutely deserves to be champion. Uh, I think she deserves to have a chance to be champion, and I think that she should have already been champion. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And I still can't believe that in WWE 2K15, that move that she does, the head scissor, head smash thing, uh-huh. that into the ring mat that she does, I can't believe that that wasn't in the game. Yeah, that's anyway. a big move of hers. Yeah. Next up, you had The Miz defeating R-Truth. Yeah. After Miz won, Miz now ran out and gave Miz the skull-crushing finale, just like Miz did on Raw. Yeah, kind of repaying the favor. Yeah. Uh, Then you also had uh, John Cena cutting a good old John Cena promo. Yeah, about how the championship will finally get the respect that it deserves. And uh, it was like, uh, it was a long... Pro USA promo, which leads to Rusev and Lana coming out. And Rusev said that he didn't lose at WrestleMania and he's still America's champion. But again, this goes to how does this make sense? If if you were gonna continue this, why did you not do that on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, why does it why is why SmackDown? You couldn't do Dean Ambrose versus uh uh Whoever it is on SmackDown. I don't think they would have done Cena versus Ambrose. They wanted that live reaction. That's That has to be the only reason why they did it. Okay. It was a live reaction. They didn't even have Dean booked on SmackDown. Well, Dean Ambrose was in a match with Luke Harper. Oh, After yeah. I wrote this. down yeah. Dean. I wrote Dean. Yeah, which went to a no contest because Luke Harper just kept... Uh, they were fighting outside of the ring. So I don't, I don't really understand how this went to a no contest. Instead of like a count out or something for both mm-hmm. of them. But Luke Harper ended up putting Dean Ambrose through the announce table. And uh, I thought this was a good match that before that happened. And I, I really do want to see Luke Harper made into a more stable character. And like when I say more stable, I mean somebody who um, just someone who's not lost in the shuffle. Yeah, which he definitely is. Yeah, Luke Harper is someone who can be one of those contenders for the championship. Yeah. I'm just, had a, I'm just waiting for that day. Yeah, he may be waiting for a little bit of time. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully, man. Uh, next up, you, 
Next up, you had primetime players. Yeah, they cut a backstage promo that aired on the Titan Tron making fun of New Day. Yeah. That's whatever. Good times. And Good then times. after that, we saw Sheamus cutting a promo about attacking Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan. And he said that there aren't any real men anymore in WWE. And I was a big fan of this promo. He said that he's there to crush everyone's hopes and dreams. Yeah, he referred to Daniel Bryan and them as vertically challenged. But I, I, I kind of don't. Dolph Ziggler's not like short. He's like, what, 6'2", 6'1"? 6'1", I think. That's not, I mean, I'm 5'9". Five 5'9 nine. Five nine is short. Yeah, but 6'1 in, in wrestling world, in WWE, is short. Yeah, but Sheamus has to be like six That's like six. Shawn Michaels' height. Yeah. Um, You're right. But, yeah, big fan of this promo. Led into the next thing, Sheamus taking on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, this match was was uh, good. Dan, uh, yeah, Bad News Barrett was on commentary, and Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan by countout. And uh, which I was, I was a big fan of this finish. Yeah, Sheamus was like, "Yeah, I could drag him back into the ring, but I just don't want to." Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'll just take the count out. It, it, it's funny that it's like it goes back and forth between how bored people are with Sheamus. But after the, seeing this, man, I, I can't wait for more of this. Yeah, I want to see more Sheamus. I like the Bad News Barrett that punch. That, and that's why, uh, that's why I'm the thinking, will they be a team or something? The match came to an end when the ref was distracted and Bad News Barrett hit Daniel Bryan with that bull hammer. So will we see Bad News Barrett be teaming up later, some date or something? Will they form a team, an alliance Maybe of some at some sort? point, but... I don't know. I think they have to keep Sheamus separate right now. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I like one thing I liked the most was Bad News Barrett. After he did it, he told commentary to be yeah. uh, stay quiet. And but then they were like, "Well, Daniel Bryan, what happened?" He goes, "Well, of course he's knocked out. I just hit him with the bull hammer." Yeah. So it's like it's not it's not that he was trying to stay. Uh, was it coy? I don't know. It's not that he was trying to hide the fact that he did it. Yeah, I liked how at first he tried to. I think I thought it would have been cool, better if he kept that up. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, and that was SmackDown. Yeah, so let's take a quick break here. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Yeah, should we take a break and then do the Outside the Ring news? or? Yeah, that works. Okay, so we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hi, this is Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, and you're listening to Markin' Out. And we are back here on Markin' Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 217. Uh, some news coming from post-WrestleMania. We saw C.J. Parker from NXT ask and be granted for his release. Yeah. Um, I guess he wanted to, to hone his craft overseas and stuff. Hopefully yeah, go to Japan. He, he wanted to go to New Japan for a little bit. Which, uh, I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope... Yeah, he, he just got announced for uh, his first booking. It's going to be, yeah, CCW, best of the best tournament. Against Joey Janela? Uh, against Joey Janela and Joe Gacy on April 14th. Uh, so that's going to be pretty... Uh, April 4th? No, yeah, April 14th. 
Yeah, so that's, that's, so that's really pretty, cool. Pretty cool. And, uh, and there's there's a lot of other people in that tournament too, like Caleb Conley and a few others. So it would be cool to see CJ Parker against some of these. Yeah, people. I guess he, he's working the Indies as CJP. Yeah, CJP. Which uh, I, I was a fan of his in WWE. So hopefully, I, I saw so much potential, but WWE, I guess, just wasn't using him to how he was wanting to. But I guess the door's always open, right? I mean, I don't see him as I don't see him as so much potential as I saw Chris Masters' potential. But I mean, well, Chris I, Masters, I, I feel so. like Chris Masters, I could could have. That's eh, a stretch just to, to have seen him maybe as champion, but like I mean, when he left, he was really he really upped his game. But yeah, he's CJP is definitely fun to watch. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. Daniel Bryan, I guess, had an interview where he he mentioned his dream match or something. I think I think what it was though was him trying to pitch a match while WWE was going to be in a Jap Japan tour. Yeah, and he said that he wanted to face Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and and actually put the championship on the line. I, was that, I don't know, but Nakamura this? tweeted out saying, uh, "Any place, any time, I say yes." Which that'd be phenomenal if WWE actually went and did like a cross branded thing, even w- even if it's just for a live event in Japan. Yeah, I mean, especially because they have connections with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, they, it's not. I mean, they have had inter uh, promotional matches where they've sent Undertaker there, or other wrestlers. Right. I, I'm sure. I'm sure Hideo Itami will be on that tour. Yeah. Whenever it is, I'm not sure when it is, but um, I guess want to get to the bigger news. I guess so, and I will let you. I will let you introduce it. Well, the bigger news is come the end of the year. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the big news is AJ has retired from the WWE. Well, retired from in 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 ring action. action. But- but then that was the thing. On the headline, it said retired from the WWE. Yeah, well, I'm still going to do this. <laughs> That's what I heard in my head as soon as I read that. So thank you. That's phenomenal. That, seriously, for the past whatever many years... That I've watched her, and I literally I did think she was good at the start, and then she just got completely overexposed on television to the point where I was like, "That sucks. That absolutely sucks." I was so fed up with AJ, and then she came back Mar- after being on uh, like a three month sabbatical, not doing anything, not deserving of a WrestleMania spot. Skips her way down the aisle, gets into a WrestleMania match, takes away the fact that it could have been a championship match at WrestleMania. And now she's gone. So hopefully the fact that it says she's retired from in-ring action, I hope that doesn't mean that we will be seeing her in out-of-ring action. Yeah, um, I think that she may be, I don't know. I can see her taking time off and then coming back as like a, unfortunately, probably like a GM thing. or. I don't, I really just, I feel, please, I feel like please, they're going to use her in something. She's, she's 28, almost 29. Please just go have a kid. Get, out, yeah. get away from TV. Get away from WWE. Hey, I, I mean, props to her. Being 28 and retired, and I'm sure she made a good amount of money. She left her mark on pro wrestling. 
Yeah. She really she did do a good amount for the Divas division. Yeah. Uh she was very relevant for a lot of storylines. I think that all this stuff for the Hall of Fame for 2016 people are smoking a little bit more than Snoop Dogg. Uh <laughs> 2016 is a little bit too soon, don't you think? I mean, I would rather see someone like Luna Vashon who has done stuff for the uh women's wrestling going before AJ Lee. Yeah, there's no reason, absolutely 100% no reason that AJ should be getting inducted until like 2040. Yeah. And even then, is she a Hall of Fame wrestler? I think she is, especially with this, I mean, look at the standards of being a WWE Hall of Famer these days. Yeah, well. It's not like, it, it's not too difficult. It really isn't, as sad as that sounds. Look at the Hall of Fame. You, you all you have I, to be I think, is but eight. I think, dude. I don't know though. I think Shawn Michaels did a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you would laugh at that, but I guess not. But just look at the. But honestly, like, if you if you contributed something, you're going to go in. I mean, on the current roster, they have like ten wrestlers that are going to be inducted. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that people like Kane, Big Show, Cena, Orton, Batista, Triple H, Rock, Brock. They're all going to be future Hall of Famers, or they are currently future Hall of Famers. Yeah, Paul so, Heyman. Yeah, so it's it's like, but but these are also all people who have done a lot. Even yeah. though even though Brock, we complain and whatever, Brock was there for such. He was the youngest was, champion, and he was but he was there two thousand two to two thousand four, and then came back in two thousand eleven, maybe. Yeah. So it's but, like. That's the thing. I, I feel like she is Hall of Fame worthy, but give it time. I mean, I like I don't like to see wrestlers. I think that they did it right with Lita and Trish Stratus. Like, let people take their time off from get away from the spotlight of pro wrestling, and then bring them back for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let, it's, like, it's like let it be like a we're catching up with you kind of a deal. Yeah, it's even like with I mean, under certain circumstances, I get it. I guess with Eddie Guerrero. How he passed away, and then the next year he was in. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it's even even like Edge though. He gets injured and has to retire. Edge, like, I even go back and forth with. I think that they should have held off with that. I, I kind of do think they should have held off, but yeah, I thought that it could have been something special if you held off a little bit. But I mean, not to say it wasn't special when that did happen, but I, I'm I'm like you. I don't like those Hall of Fame inductions for someone right after they leave. Or retire. Right. I like that. I like that time off. Um, and that was it for outside the renews. Yeah. Um, um, we had independent wrestling going on, right? Yeah, we had pro wrestling syndicate take place this past Saturday. Uh, big news to come from there is the new suicidal six way champion, that being Habib from the car wash, making his surprise return there. He was, uh, I guess, sent to Pakistan, deported to Pakistan, and made, yeah. his, made his return in that ladder match and picked up pick up uh, the championship that he had already held once before. So he's a two-time champion there now, so that's awesome. Yeah, then you had uh, Mario Bokov be defeating uh, Fala for the PWS Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, Bonesaw no-showed, saying that he's not he doesn't agree with Mick Foley, general manager over there, Making the uh, match between Dan Moff and and Bonesaw that hardcore match or whatever it was, and Dan Moff cashed in his his medallion to go ahead and 
Yeah, the on-the-spot title shot. Yeah, he he cashed that in, making that a three-way match, and Mario Bokura picks up the championship. Is the second time he won the championship, also. So that's that's awesome for him too. Once again, he he deserves it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that no matter if he's a face or a heel, he's one wrestler that is always going to have our support. Yeah. So. Uh, you also had NYWC Wrestling Aftermath taking place on the 28th in Deer Park, New York. Uh, you had a few awesome matches taking place. Just some to mention. Uh, the NW, uh, NWA. NYWC Fusion Champion Mike Mondo defeated the Grim Reefer to retain his, champion, his uh, freshly won championship. Yeah, we saw an intergender six-person tag team match. Uh, that being Chrissy Rivera teaming up with Sammy Pickle, Sammy Pickles, and Willow Nightingale defeating J Red, Rick Cataldo, and Ultimo Maya. Yeah, you had the um, J Row and Joe Gacy defeating the Scum Lords, uh, Casanova Valentine and Janie, uh, Jamie Van Lemer. We saw the NYWC Tag Team Championships being defended in a three-way match between the champions, Milk Chocolate, Brandon Watson, Randy Summers, Flawless and Lawless, which is Blake Morris and Rex Lawless, and then the FBI, uh, Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke, went to a no contest. I got to say, I'm happy that they're using Flawless and Lawless now. Um, not uh, as a tag team, it's instead of being uh, separate. Yeah. Yeah, because Flawless and Lawless have been teaming up on the independent scene for a few different promotions. So I'm happy to see them together at NYWC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you also had JT Dunn defeating Jigsaw in action. It was a five-barrel wrestling spotlight match. Yeah, and we saw JT Kaysen defeat TJ, uh, yeah, defeat, not defeat, TJ Marconi. Which is awesome. He finally he got some revenge on on Marconi, and now he's gone home for a great night. Yeah, uh, you had the NYWC Heavyweight Champion Big O defeating. No, not defeating. It no, went to a no contest. No contest with Anthony Lacera. Yeah, the winner of the Joker's Joker's Wild Battle Royal match. Yeah, and uh, up next you could see. We're not up next. The next time you could see MYWC is is uh, the 18th for April Rains out in Deer Park. Highly suggest you go ch- go check it out. Go support them. MYWCWrestling.com. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Eric at Montreal Broski and John at Mr. John Faust. Sinner at Sinner40. Dean at Dean underscore Jackson GFX. Bobby at Bobby Blaze744. Jasmine at Reverse Anamsage. Justin at J underscore Mac 13 at President Bits. Uh, to be at MYWC underscore Sign Guy. Good old Drunk Flair. Go follow him at Drunk Flair. 
Evan at Evan Bordner one and at Quinn Baylor. Go follow all of those people. Go support them because, you know, they support us. And that's all I got to say about that. Brandon, do you have any shout outs? Listen to Brandon's shout outs because when there are shout outs, <laughs> there's honey. First up, my uh, shout out goes to Barry Manilow. Uh, I saw him last Friday night and it, I thought it was a great show. Uh, I think his voice aged a bit, but I feel like with all the performers that I like, uh, their voice kind of ages. So it was really cool to hear the songs that he sings live. Wow, I'm talking about voice voices aging. I can't see Van Halen. David yeah, Lee Roth, dude, his you know, voice aged. You know, I wasn't I wasn't someone that I wasn't a big Van Halen fan, and uh, they do have some songs that I like. And I was gonna I was debating whether or not to go at Jones Beach uh, if tickets were cheap enough. And then they played on uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel, and then I saw a clip. I I saw that on Jimmy Kimmel that was awful. Yeah, and, I, and that's then, the thing. Like I was gonna get tickets, but then I heard. David Lee Roth's voice on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm like, I would love to see Eddie Van Halen, but not David Lee Roth. And then my friend was like, oh, well, they were on Ellen and they were really good. And I went and looked up the performance and I was like, what are you hearing? I was like, this is awful. He can't sing anymore. He lost his tone. If you go back and watch videos from even, I'm sure, the 90s, it was not good. It wasn't this. I, I was. A, I was a fan of. Van no, Halen, it wasn't this bad. But, but this is just bad. Maybe I should say the two thousands, the early two thousands. This is just bad. They should yeah. bring in Sammy Hagar to replace him. I don't know if you'd go that far, but I like Sammy Hagar. I have no problem with him. He's. A, I, seems, I, like a, seems like one of the most chillest guys in the I'm a history. Big, I'm a big fan of some of the music that Sammy Hagar and Van Halen put together. I like both. Van Halen. I like Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth. Well. Uh, up next, I'm going to be giving the shout out to that 1991 Undertaker in WW2K15. I think it looks spot on, and it's awesome. I really enjoy playing as that character. Yeah, um, it was pretty amazing to see. Yeah, although I wish the tombstone was more correct, but it's just one of the ones that was already in the game. But whatever, I gave him the I gave him the leaping tombstone instead. Would have been cool if for a post credit scene. Or a post uh, match scene if they had uh, Undertaker put you in a, a body bag. Why is that? He did that often? Yeah. He used to do that when he first came in in 91. He w- would put his opponent and seal up a body bag. I don't know if I saw the post-match, if I, have a, if I remember even a post-match uh, video with him. Huh. Yeah, that, that would be cool. And uh, the last shout-out, though, absolutely 100%, 100,000, 1,000%, that's not even possible, but the most percentage is 100. So whoever talked AJ into retiring, you got the last shout-out. I have been waiting for a good year. So are you shouting out her baby? If, if If it's CM Punk's sperm that went into AJ's egg causing AJ to retire, then yes, shout out to the little baby, the unborn fetus. So there you go. As soon as you get your Twitter account, I'll tweet you. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. People, people are very quick. I mean, to say that she's pregnant. It's yeah, like well, Bailey posts pictures of 
uh, with her, and she's yeah. hugging her from behind, and she's got her who, hand on her stomach. Who, who's to say that they weren't just trolling the internet? I mean, these people aren't stupid. Like, not all of them, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, but they, they're not stupid to these fans and what they'll say about and start rumors about. Exactly, I mean, right. So but, uh, now it's time for our moment of the week. That's right. It's the mark out moment of the week, or the mark out moment of the week. I don't. I, for a second, I forgot how to. Wait, how do I normally say that? That's right. Our mark out moment of the week. Whatever. Who cares. Our Markout Moment of the Week time to say it. Dave, you could take this one away first. Um, my Markout Moment doesn't even involve wrestling. It, it, I mean, it started to become pro wrestling uh, to a point or some aspects. But UFC, the press conference for UFC 189, uh, Jose Aldo, the featherweight champion versus Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, during it, just it was in, he's a, a, a fighter from Ireland. And they were in Ireland, and they were doing all the soccer chants and stuff for him. Oh, you're a mark. And he starts to, like, just get, like, amped up and everything. He's telling Jose Aldo that he's the king. This is his area. He puts his feet up onto the conference table and leans back. Dana White's laughing. So then Jose Aldo goes to do it to be like, I'm the king. I'm the champion. And when he does it, McGregor reaches over and grabs the championship uh, and starts to hold it up and celebrate with the featherweight championship in hand, and the crowd erupted. Can we can we say where we just saw this? Where did did we not just see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar do this? No, yeah, yeah. This they didn't. Point. They didn't look like bitches, though. I'm sure they didn't tug a war no. over it. Yeah, they didn't tug a war. <laughs> Connor <laughs> like legit grabbed the title and was holding it above his head. And the our crowd from Ireland was just going nuts over it, and Jose Aldo was just cursing, cursing him out in Spanish, just cursing him, and it was just, it really makes you wonder how much of this is staged and how like the press conference wise right. and stuff like that. Yeah. How much is Dana White getting some pointers and stuff from Vince McMahon in pro wrestling? I mean, I'm sure the fights in the ring, that's legit. But outside with all this trash talking and stuff, it makes you wonder how much is taken from a pro wrestling. Look at some of these promos that Chael Sonnen does. Like, a lot of them seem like they could be for pro wrestling promotion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time I saw Chael Sonnen cut a promo, he was holding a lantern and blew it out and said, we're here. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, just kidding. But uh, uh, as far as my mark I'm over the week, I... I Probably have to say, seeing Scott Hall take a bump. Yeah, I was that not was expecting awesome. that at all. Yeah, I mean, and props to him for taking it, too. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, props cool. to, uh, also props to DDP for getting him, helping yeah. assist in getting Scott Hall to that kind of a, a state. <laughs> Did you see, including myself, even now, all those people making Kevin Nash jokes as soon as he ran down to the ring? No. They were like, oh, he just blew out his quad. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, that was obviously, that was the first thing that I right away tweeted, but then I saw tons of other people writing that, too. Yeah, it was funny. It's got to suck for somebody like that, though. Like, that's what you're known for in the business. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the WWE Hall of Famer. What are you in there for? Tore, tore my quad. Yeah. <laughs> tore my quad trying to tag somebody in. Yeah. It's not no Sid Vicious though, right? No, he. What? He got tagged in. He got tagged in and then tore his quad. Yeah, I think he got tagged oh. in, stepped through the ropes, and that's when he tore his quad. Was when he like oh, got okay. through the ropes. Still no Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious, whatever. Nah. Jerky McJerk Jerk. But that was our show this week. We covered WrestleMania, covered Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Independent Wrestling. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for everyone leaving comments or questions or both. Uh, what else? Take it home. Um, you can go follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. On Twitter, at MarkingOut. Follow Brandon on Twitter, at BTTG161. Do not follow me because I haven't even tweeted this year. So it's really, it's not worth it. But it is at DaveTheRave underscore MO. You can go check out Chris at Chris Ween uh, Dog. Um, and you can go check out his band, Carve Your Niche. Also, you can go check out us on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. And wherever else, the United Podcasts. All that fun stuff. Yeah, please, 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 please rate and leave uh, comments on iTunes. Yeah, let's we, get we into probably, the top ranks. We probably won't check it, but yeah, seriously, we, if, we you, still, if you guys rate it, though, that's that'd be awesome. I, I texted Jericho, and I told him we were going to be right alongside him in the rankings soon. Oh, so yeah. Let's Mr. Mr. Jericho is now hosting his podcast at uh, next week on Monday Night Raw with John Cena. Apparently, there's some beef with Vinnie Mac and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, they're annoyed that, like, I guess Stone Cold, they booked tickets for him to be at WrestleMania and stuff, and he no-showed it. And then <laughs> He was supposed then, to be on Taker's flight, and Taker's like, oh, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see Take, uh, yeah. Stone Cold. Stone Cold then, tweeted and, saying that the, the, nah, screw that. And then, like, it, it's just kind of weird, because, and then he turned down the role for uh, coming back for Tough, tough enough. enough. yeah. But I kind of feel like all of this may all, him turning that down may also have to do with his involvement with CMT. Might, it might, yeah, it might be. I mean, but I heard, I heard, uh, DeMott's in the running for hosting now, so. Yeah. And we wish. Well, 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 well. Have a happy Passover. Have yes, happy, happy Passover. Easter. Happy Easter. Good Friday currently. Yeah, currently Good Friday. Um, whatever religion and whatever you're celebrating, we wish you the best. We wish you the best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great week. Wow, Mark. <laughs> you laughed at your own. Show.